0: Hello, and welcome to a new episode of From the Honeycomb, a podcast that creates a spark of positive energy. Here we discuss all things architecture and design, to travel, exploring Vastu Shastra with a modern approach, and I connect with other like minded women to share their story. I am your host, Katerina Borjanova, and welcome to From the Honeycomb. Now, energy is something that we cannot see, but something we can feel. And the energy around us can have such an immense impact on how we experience a space, especially our home. So in today's episode, I'll be sharing how to create positive energy in the home using Vastu Shastra principles, because there are so many little changes we can make to our interior space, from how it's decorated to even adding a touch of positivity through essential oils. I'll also be sharing ways on how to get rid of negative energy. And I want you to stay tuned to the end of today's episode because I have some positive news to share about From the Honeycomb. Now let's get ready to invite that positive energy in. As we begin every episode, we like to take a moment to take a moment of gratitude to start the up. You know, this episode is all about positive energy, so why not start the episode on a positive note? And that's with gratitude. And so I'd like you to think of something that you are grateful for in the present moment, whatever it may be, something large or something small, whatever brings you a sense of gratitude in this present moment. And what I am grateful for in this moment and over the last kind of few weeks is I've started to read for pleasure again, and I've really allowed myself to have fun picking books, not always picking books that are challenging, and just reading for fun, which I I started to kind of get lost in when I was studying for my architecture exams. I was constantly studying, reading books, and so I just sometimes needed a break from just reading, and I found myself kind of drifting away from books and not really allowing myself to escape into stories. And kind of over the holidays, and then already at the start of this new year, I've I've read a few books, and and they've yeah they've just it's been really really fun to read again. Growing up, I loved reading. I was always reading books. Going to the bookstore was one of my favorite things. I could just sit in the aisles, looking at books, figuring out which book I'm going to take home. And there's just something about yeah getting lost in the stories and kind of escaping and, and learning about new worlds and. It's just been really nice to kind of get back to that. And I know, you know, little Katerina would be very happy right now if she knew that big Katerina was reading and doing it for pleasure and still continuing to find books that are just fun. And I kind of wanted to actually share some of the books I've been reading recently in case you're interested. And one of the first books I finished, actually read about New Year's, was Mad Honey by Jodi Picoult. Jodi Picoult is my all-time favorite author. Although this book wasn't a very much of a light read, I don't want to give away too much about it, but it covers a story about a, but how do I, I don't want to give away too much, but there is a death and a kind of a court case around it. And it was a really, really good book. And one of the, the characters is a beekeeper. And so that's where Mad Honey, that's where Mad Honey comes in. And so it's kind of fun actually reading. I guess that was, it had a You know, it was a court case. It had a a deep story, but it was kind of fun because I also learned about the world of bees and honey. And so, of course, having a podcast called From the Honeycomb, that was definitely kind of a pleasure to enjoy, to read little facts about about honeybees. But that was a really good book. And then after that book, I read Beach Read by Emily Henry, which I really have been having fun with Emily Henry books. She's kind of, I guess I could describe her books as rom-coms. And so Beach Read was a fun, you know, rom-com boy meets girl. And then of course, you know, there's a story and, you know, first they don't like each other and then they fall in love. So it's kind of a, it's, it's a very fun book, but it follows that kind of rom-com formula. So it's really, it was just a fun, easy read, which I really enjoyed. Then there was the book Counterfeit by Kirsten Chen, which actually was a Reese Witherspoon's book club book. And that is kind of a fun, that book I, I enjoyed I really liked uh, Kirsten's writing and it, the perspective it's written from, and it's about these two two women and from their perspective on kind of running a counterfeit business between the US and China. And so that was fun. I really kind of just didn't think too much about it and just let myself be surprised, which was really fun. And then the book I'm currently reading is called Lessons in Chemistry by Bonnie Garmus, which was actually recommended to me by my boss's wife. She's also kind of a, a bookworm. And she recommended it to me. And so far, it's been really good. It's set in the 1950s. And it's about a female chemist. That's about as far as I've kind of, it sounds like there's a little bit of a love story. I'm probably only about like 30 pages in, but I really like the writing. And that's kind of also been just fun. And, you know, of course, you're learning a little bit about chemistry. And so those are kind of the books I've been reading. And I guess the next one, I mean, if you have any recommendations, I kind of lo- I love reading books. So really any kind of recommendations, if you guys have, I, I would love to hear them. So, as I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, energy is something that, although we cannot see it, it's something we absolutely can feel. Energy around us, it can be good, it can be positive, but it can also be negative. And so today we're gonna kind of break down a few Vastu Shastra principles on how to bring in positivity or what happens if you have negativity in your home and you need to get rid of it. And so, of course, let's begin when with entering the home. Now, entering the home is very specific to on how energy is brought in to your home because you have been around the world, you know you've been at work, you've been at the grocery store, you've been at the movies, you've been to restaurants wherever it is that you go, maybe you went on a trip and that energy in the environment that you were in before you got home sometimes that energy kind of you can't see it but you can feel it that you have this energy stuck around you And so it's very important when you're entering the home that the entry, is kept clean and there isn't a lot of stuff there and you can enter it without having trouble getting into your home. So if you have like boxes and stuff and you can't open the door right, that doesn't really help bring in positive energy. And also coming back to bringing positive energy in, one important thing is to remove your shoes before you enter the home. I know that's a very cultural thing. A lot of countries in Europe and the Czech Republic where I'm from, we always take our shoes off before we enter the home. Um, I know there's lots of other cultures around the world who do, and then there's cultures. And I notice more in the U.S., people do not take their shoes off before they enter the home. And kind of thinking about it is you've been around the world, wherever it is that you were just coming home, you were out, and then now you're coming home. There's things on your shoes, <laughs> like without getting too gross, you know, there's germs. And so, by removing the shoes, you kind of remove that dirt, that negativity, whatever you had stepped in at the entry, and you don't allow that to go into your home. The main entry space needs to be clear, it needs to be open. As I mentioned, you can have boxes and stuff. You want that door to open so that you can walk in. You want to keep it neat because this is how you're entering the home. So, when you think about it, if if you're walking into already, you know, the first few feet of your home and it's already a negative experience, you're going to start cultivating negative energy and it's going to be a frustration point. So you want your entry to be to be open and inviting. So you don't want it to be full of clutter. How energy enters the home because it's not only about how we enter the home and we are, you know, we are energy, but how does energy enter our home? And that is also very important. So The way energy enters our home is when you think about it is through windows, through light, if we open windows, if we open doors. So you want to keep shades open in the morning, and you want to allow that morning light to come in, especially with windows that are facing north or east. As you know from other past episodes, the north and the northeast quadrant of the home represents wealth. And so keeping your shades open allows this energy to come in from the north, which has to do with financial abundance. And so you're allowing this positive energy to come in from the outside. And for the east, it's for your health. And so this morning sunlight, which is especially important, it allows circulation of fresh air, of fresh sunlight to come into your space to kind of cleanse. It's almost like a morning cleanse. After the night, there's been the stagnant energy and so by opening up doors and windows, you're allowing this fresh air, this fresh energy, this cleanse into the into your space. Now, of course, some of us may be living in colder climates. So, of course, if I've had experience living in Chicago, it's you know below zero and and cold, but even for a minute of just allowing that air to come into your space. You'll already notice that stuck, stagnant, kind of musky, maybe, energy that's been in your space will go away because you're getting that, that fresh air in. And you also want to make sure that there are no cracks in your windows. The cracks in windows, and then I'll mention later on in mirrors, create negative energy. There's a crack. The crack symbolizes negativity. Now, our interior spaces, of course, have a huge impact on positive or negative energy. And so, one of the most important things in Vastu Shastra, and by creating positive energy through these Vastu Shastra principles, the most important, I believe, and I've talked about it on previous episodes, is reducing clutter. Reducing clutter, because when you have lots of piles of stuff, and I know we have our junk drawers and our junk closets, but if we have stuff everywhere, the stuff kind of creates this, this negative energy. This, it's a mess. The more clutter you have, the more problems will arise, and you'll have obstacles. And so you want to keep your space neat and clean. This allows the flow of positive energy, of any good energy, to move throughout the space. One of the things about heavy furniture is you want to keep heavy furniture in the southern parts of the house or the space that you have. You want your light, airy furniture in the north, in the west, and the east quadrants. And this is because the northwest quadrant of the home is governed by the air element. And I realize as I'm talking about these quadrants and these elements, And Vastu Shastra. I'm gonna put a link in the show notes for an episode where I cover what is Vastu Shastra so you can kind of hear about what all these quadrants are. I'm not gonna go too deep into details in in today's episode. But yeah, so keeping heavy furniture in the southern parts of the home, because also the southern southwest quadrant of the home is governed by the earth element. So it's that groundingness, and you want your light, airy furniture to be in the northeast and north quadrants of the home. As I mentioned, no cracks in windows are very important. There's also having no cracks in mirrors. So if you have a broken or cracked mirror, I also have an episode about mirrors and Vastu Shastra and what mirrors can symbolize and reflect, but they reflect negative energy if they are cracked. Because when you have a mirror, and this happened to us a couple months ago, might even be a year, maybe a year and a half, year ago or so, we have a mirror in our patio. And one night, the mirror, this beautiful, gorgeous mirror with these ceramic tiles around it, fell throughout in the middle of the night and cracked. And of course, I thought, oh my gosh, something something evil must have happened. What, what happened? Why did all of a sudden this mirror break? And what happens when a mirror breaks, it means a force of negative energy was coming to affect you or your house. And the mirror kind of took that negative energy, stored it, and then it caused the mirror to break. And so you want to get, if you have any broken mirrors or any broken windows, get them fixed or remove the mirrors, the broken pieces from your home, because they will hold that negative energy. And you want to avoid paintings or decorations that depict really any negative aspects of life. You know, anything that it could be negative, such as war, um, poverty, any images that kind of reflect that will bring a sense of negativity into the home. And you also want to avoid heaviness in the center of a space, so in the center of a room. And this is especially in living rooms. So wherever you have a heavy piece of furniture, you know, a huge coffee table or something, that energy needs to flow and move around. And so this heavy object will really kind of create just an anchor to pull positive energy away. Now, things you can decorate with to create positivity in the home is, of course, we have the OM symbol. And you can put this in a frame. It helps bring in positivity. And especially if you put it in the northeast area of your home. Now, one thing that helps with kind of moving around and bringing in positive energy are wind chimes. And wind chimes, you know, the vibrations of them bring in that positive energy. And also... As we've talked about, in the northwest quadrant of the home is the air element that governs that area. So, if you have a wind chime and you can put it in the northwest quadrant of the home, it's absolutely a great location for it. And as I've talked about in you know previous episodes about unbalanced energy in a certain quadrant of the home will have an effect on your whether it's your finances, your health, your friendships, your career. It's really rebalancing the energy of a space, and so I dive deep into it in different episodes, um, but you do want to kind of balance the energy of a space based on whatever direction you are it is in your home. Now, as I talked about clutter and messes, another thing that kind of comes with clutter and messes is cleanliness. And so dust is a it's really it brings negative energy. So if you have dust on paintings, the negative of the level of negative energy becomes higher. If you have dust on doors and windows, it creates this negative energy and and you kind of when you want to think about the simplisticness of it is this negative energy will stay and be stagnant. If you have the messes, if it's a dirty space, I mean, when you walk into a very dirty room, do you all of a sudden think, wow, I would love to spend more time in here. This is such a positive space. Or do you think, wow, I really need to clean this and and get rid of all this stuff. And that's where that negative energy, you can feel it when you walk into the space. And whenever you're making changes, whether they're, you know, to bring in positivity into the space, you yourself are a good judger of, of what will bring positivity into the space. You know, trust yourself. If, if there's something that brings you joy, put that into the space because putting something that brings you joy into that space and then when you see it, you will automatically see that item or that piece of furniture, that painting, that picture, and that will create positive energy within you, and then you will radiate that positive energy into the space. Now, keeping furniture three inches away from a wall is about, yeah, about three inches, which I don't know in metric what that is, I apologize, but three inches, um, you want to keep your furniture away from the wall because that allows the energy to move around the furniture. Now, this is something I will admit, I, most of our furniture is pushed up against the walls. Um, one thing in Vastu Shastra is you want your bed frame to be at least three inches from the wall. We don't have a bed frame actually, we just have the mattress on the floor. We've really liked it's just having the the bed lower to the ground and that's kind of how we've designed our, our room. But not to go on a tangent, but having furniture away from a wall. And that's something I notice in our apartment, we don't do too much. There are certain furnitures we do, but there are certain furnitures that I feel like call to be pushed against the wall. So again, you'll know, you'll, you'll be the judgment of that. But if you can keep the furniture at least three inches away from the wall and no cracking sounds or like creaking, not cracking, creaking sounds on any of the doors because this sound creates negative energy in the home. And I actually, and most importantly, it's the main entry door, you don't want it to to creak. And it's actually funny because our entry door right now actually creaks. I noticed it this afternoon when I got home and that is something I'm gonna put on the honey-do list for Jesse to fix this weekend because I don't want that negative energy in the home. Now, sharp edges um, or corners—they're actually called in Vastu poison arrows because they bring in negative energy. And so, if there's any sharp corners, especially if it's in your master bedroom, your children's bedroom, or, for example, like your study table, not having really sharp corners—if it's—if it could be more smoother corners, round corners—that those kind of are less less negative. Now, one of the big key things too is. Also the electromagnetic radiation from our technology and that creates negative energy in our spaces so never placing a TV in the bedroom which I know a lot of people have TVs in the bedrooms it's of course watching a show before you go to bed you're in the comfort of your own bed is very understandable but The electronics we have radiate electromagnetic radiations that can interfere with our sleep. And so that also includes our phones, our tablets, our computers, really trying to avoid. I mean, even when, you know, you you realize you have trouble sleeping, you know, a doctor may say, well, you know, do you have electronics before you go to bed? You know, try to, you know, if you're having trouble sleeping, try to not have electronics, maybe an hour before bed, you have the blue light. And there is so much into that because the energy from that technology, it it keeps us awake. It keeps us alert. And there are, you know, if you are sleeping with a phone underneath your pillow, removing that and putting your phone about six feet away from you, which I know can be hard (sighs) to not have your phone right by your bed, especially if your phone is your alarm clock. My phone is a couple feet away from me more because of the location of the outlet that I charge my phone from So there's really no No, really nothing I can do about it. I could get a longer charger, but It is what it is So I do kind of actually have to get up out of bed and turn off the alarm I have to kind of well roll onto the floor and then turn off the alarm But there is something about when I noticed I did that because I used to keep my phone, you know as close as I could to my bed when I've left my phone a little further away, I put it on airplane mode because I need the alarm. It's kind of out of sight, out of mind. I'm around my phone all day long. And so giving that kind of break overnight, your sleep is better, you have better energy. And if you sleep better, you are more positive in the morning, right? Because if you don't get good sleep, you can be irritated. And this could be because you were scrolling on social media, you know, late into the night. And so giving yourself that break, that distance from electronics will help by reducing that negative energy around your bed and around your sleep and kind of keep it more clean and positive. Plants absorb lots of negative energy. So really recommend if you have a green thumb, you can definitely provide more positive energy into your space by inviting plants. Now, as kind of with the furniture, as I talked about, heavy furniture goes in kind of the southern part of the home. You want your heavy plants to also go in the south or west parts of your living room. And you want the lighter plants in the north and the east, because that's when you think about it, going back to when we talked about opening doors and windows to allow light in. When you have lots of plants and trees and, you know, herbs and all sorts of things growing in those northeast and east windows, you can't allow that positive light, that sunlight, the fresh air to come through. And so heavier, taller plants will go in the southern, western part of the the home. And then in the northeast area, you want to have those lighter plants. Maybe some herbs are very good. Is you want to avoid having thorny plants like cacti in our in our home, and that kind of goes back to those, you know, the sharp sharp corners, sharp things, because positive energy moves around, and when it has something sharp, it's it's very rigid, and so you know, having big leaf plants, anything from the palm family, you know, the elephant ear, those kind of plants, they allow energy to to circulate more around them and and not get stuck. Now of course you can have fresh flowers. I absolutely love buying flowers every week at the grocery store. So keeping fresh flowers and maybe a clay or a brass bowl and some water that helps bring positivity into the home. Other plants you can also have is tulsi, which has of course a lot of medicinal properties and that's that's a you know a small plant so you can keep that in the north and the east quadrant of the home. Devil's ivy, sometimes called the money plant, you can use that for positivity red leaf plants. Thinking about red leaf plants, you can put those in the south and the southeast quadrant of your home because they are red, which is the color of that area. I also have a Vastu Shastra episode about colors. If you want to know more about colors and decorating with colors to help balance the home, I'll provide a link in the show notes for that. And then lastly, if you have any lilies or marigolds or even rose, those are three flowers that do bring in positivity into a space. As I mentioned at the beginning of the episode talking about when, you know, we enter the home and the energy from the outside world has such an effect on when we walk into our home, it's so true because there could be bad energy in the home that could be kind of stuck, right? Let's say we have energy that's stuck and and how we know that we have bad energy in the home is let's say you're happier to be outside, happier to be at work, happier to be elsewhere and when you come home you kind of dread it. And that's how you know there's just the stuck negative energy in your home. And when you get home, you know, let's say you feel irritated or you feel lazy or there's just this negative energy. Now, it could also happen how negative energy can can occur in your home is if something bad happens in your home. It could be an argument. It could be with, with your spouse or an argument with a family member or friend. And that kind of creates negative energy. Also, if you have a burglary, someone breaks into your home and then they leave and they steal something, they break something and, you know, they come into the home and maybe they don't even take anything. But just that kind of trauma that happens to your home and to to you as well is it's very important to understand that that trauma that your home and, and you experience created this negative energy in the home. And you want to bring in positive energy, of course, because you want your energy to feel like a cleanse and so there are so many ways that, you know, negative energy can, can build up in the home. And even your mood can change the energy of a home. If you come, let's say you did have a hard day at work. And when, you know, you come in through the entry and you walk through and you still kind of hold on to that negative energy, your negative energy really does impact the energy of the home. And so sometimes what can help is changing out of your work clothes and getting into something comfy. That all of a sudden will shift your mood, which will shift the energy of the space um, that you are in. And then, as I mentioned, you know, you know, you're feeling tired and irritated because you can't sleep. You know, sleep is so important. So also when you think about getting good sleep, yes, you keep your electronics away, but the direction your head faces while sleeping is also very important. And so having your head in the south, east, or west is very good for sleeping. You never really want it facing the north. And then while we're on the topic of beds and sleep, you don't want to eat in bed. If you need to eat on a bed, eat on one that you don't sleep on. That's because, you know, beds aren't meant to be eaten in. You're supposed to be at a table, at a dining table, or, you know, at really at the dining table to be, to be eating well. And so when you eat in your bed, you leave crumbs and it disrupts kind of your sleep because you're not... What I heard one time is our beds are a portal to our dreams and not a portal to, you know, our food and stuff. And so the bedroom is the portal to your dreams and you want to keep it clean. And so if there's somewhere else you can eat, I mean, I understand, of course, if you're, you're ill and you need to be in bed and you need to lay in bed and you need to eat there, that, that is, you know, of course a difference, but avoid eating if you can in bed. Now, what about the energy of others? So someone comes into your home and they have negative energy and and you want to get rid of that negative energy because, You know, they've brought it in. It could be family, it could be friends who have come over and and they've left negative energy in your home. So one of the things you can use is sea salt, not normal salt, but sea salt can be used if you feel like you have like a huge inflow of guests in your home and you can't stop them from visiting. So again, family, friends, just people in your life that you don't necessarily want in your home. And so what you do before they arrive is you place sea salt in small bowls across corners of the house. And once guests leave, you can throw that salt away. Now you can mix that salt, you can crush it, mix it with water, and then you can also place these small bowls of salt in bathrooms or living rooms. And then you can change them out every few weeks to bring in positivity because the salt absorbs that negative energy. So yes, creating little bowls with salt around your home before you have people who you not necessarily may want to have in your home, but you have to. Another thing you can use also is alum, which is a colorless astringent compound. It's kind of a, it's like a hydrated sulfite of of, of aluminum. You can find it in grocery stores. It's used medicinally, dyeing and tanning. If you're in the United States, McCormick spices they make a alum, a l u m. Alum. Alum. I don't know. Whatever the pronunciation of that is, but you can buy that. And you can use that at the main entrance of your home. So you can, you know, place it in a bowl before guests come or place it in a bowl in the entry of your home. So you can leave it in the, you know, when they leave, When so you've, you've put the alum alum alum. I'm going to call it alum. You put that in a bowl when your guests arrive. And then once they leave, you can, you know, throw it away or wash it with water, depending on what kind of form, if it's a powder form, if it's a solid form, you have it in. And then let's say you're coming back from a negative place. A negative place could be like a hospital, something that has this energy, or you were just, you know, just had a fight that was causing that negative environment. What you can do is put some sea salt and water and take a bath in it because this will cleanse that negative energy from you. And um, you can also carry alum when you're visiting such places. So if you know you have to go somewhere where it has a negative energy, having that alum and then coming home and washing it off of you, that is a way you can cleanse the negative energy away. And so how to clear space? We've got negative energy. We've kind of found ways to avoid having negative energy. Now, how to clear a space from having negative energy? One of the main tools you can use is burning sage, which kind of fumigates your house. And so I like to sage our home every few weeks, maybe every, you know, depending on, um, you know, what, okay, maybe sometimes we have a weird smell or after cooking because our kitchen doesn't really exhaust. Fumes from cooking very well. And so sometimes I like to just sage the space or if I know we've, you know, one of us has had a really hard day with Jesse, I like to just kind of sage the space and I really focus on the entry. I always make sure if I'm saging downstairs, I'm saging the living room, the kitchen and the dining room. I make a point to sage the entry of the door because coming back to the beginning of the episode where I talked about keeping the energy in a clear space at the entry of your home is really important. And so saging that space, kind of saging that door, it allows whatever negative energy kind of got stuck there at the entry to be kind of fumigated through sage. And another thing you can use is essential oils. So if you have a diffuser or humidifier, you can use orange oil, which helps reduce negativity because Orange has that property of, of positivity. And, and, you know, when you smell orange, you probably think of sunshine, you know, and, and summertime. And so that orange oil can help bring in kind of a positive, positive energy. You can also use frankincise or a small bundle of cinnamon powder. And you can place it in different corners in small bowls and then diffuse that, those scents. And then you can dispose of them once a month if you have them in, in bowls, like frankincense pieces in bowls. Now, of course music and sound you know even our speech can be positive or negative and so of course saying negative things in the home will create this negative energy and so of course I know you can argue outside and have the negativity, you know, be outside. I don't know if your neighbors will really enjoy you you fighting or maybe they'll, they'll find it interesting. I know I'm sometimes nosy to hear what's going on with my neighbors. But if you can, you know, reduce how much negativity, negative words you share in your home because our speech, our sound, you know, the negativity, it transmits and becomes negative energy. And so, yeah, you wanna, you know, one thing you can use to to clear sometimes that sound is like wind chimes, which we talked about. And then lastly, you can recite mantras. That's one of the fastest methods of bringing positive energy into your home. And you can say them in the morning or the evenings, well, the morning and the evenings, and you can recite them. I don't have any specific mantras, but I'm sure if you, you know, put into YouTube or Google some some mantras, um, there's a lot of options that will come up. So as I said, energy is something that we can feel. It's something we may not be able to see, it may not be tangible, but energy is something that we feel. And of course, we all want to strive to have positive energy in our homes because that's that's where we, you know, we usually eat, we sleep. We want to come home to a positive home. And so if there's negative energy in your home, you know, use some of the tools that I mentioned in this episode to help you reduce that negative energy, to get get rid of it, to clear it from your home, because I want you all to have positive energy in your home. I want us all to be positive, to have positivity. And so with that positivity and all this goodness that I hope is flowing around you right now, this positive energy, I have some very exciting news that I would like to announce that I will be launching a monthly newsletter. The first edition will come out on my birthday, which is March 7th. And what you will receive is a spark of positive energy in your inbox each month on the 7th. I'll be sharing some personal updates from my life, things I don't talk about on the podcast. I'll also be sharing articles I found that are fun and interesting in the world of architecture. I'll be sharing a Vastu tip of the month and more. So I'm really excited to be launching this newsletter. I cannot wait to share some some upcoming things. I'll be going to going more in depth. And sharing some more tidbits of what's going on in my life and architecture and and going just just having fun and kind of just creating a spark of positive energy in your inbox every month so that your, your inbox has a little positive energy in it each month. So I'll provide a link in the show notes so you can sign up and subscribe for my newsletter. Again, it'll be launching March 7th, which is my birthday. So just in time. And thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope it created a little positive energy in your day today. And if you like this episode, please give it a heart or thumbs up and click the follow button so you can stay up to date on the latest episodes. Follow me on Instagram at From the Honeycomb Podcast. Thank you so much and see you next Friday.